You're tuning in to Dose of Deborah, Rehab for the Heart, supporting you, the healthcare professional, in reclaiming your health and personal power so you can thrive and feel alive. Get ready for a spoonful of inspiring information and insights to lift, soothe, and open your heart, allowing you to heal, restore, and transform your life. Here, we keep it real, raw, and relevant. Welcome to Dose of Deborah, Rehab for the Heart. I'm your host, Dr. Deb Howell. I want to tell you about my day today and it was an extra special day and my day started with getting in the car and having gratitude simply for the day and then asking the Lord who am I to serve and how am I to serve today so I'd like to tell you about my my experience today which profoundly affected me and validated why I feel it's so important for the message of self-care and realization to to look at how we actually care and what that means for us, what that means for our patients. So my first patient I went in to see, he's a senior and I think he's in his 70s. And this gentleman was feeling very tired, very weak and swollen and had dialysis treatment the day before, but his main thing was that he was still having a difficult time and he shared with me that he needed to get home. He needed to get well so he could get home. And he says, you know, I've been away from home for seven weeks. And he says, my wife misses me and needs me and I miss her. And the way he said it was, was being at a place where you just, you get tired of, you get tired of this ordeal, right? You, your body is tired, your mind is tired, but your, your heart is longing. And he's a very sick man. He is truly, he's not well. And the sadness in his missing being in his home, being with the person that he loves and sharing whatever moments are left is, and especially with this COVID time where people aren't able to come to the facility, you know, to stay there and to acknowledge where he is and to 
help him find comfort in that moment was what I did because ultimately I was limited in what I could do for him because he was really quite fatigued. So comforting him, pulling up the covers, the blanket, and it was just like a little child. And he was so thankful and so grateful and, and wanted the music from the television because there's a station. So I put that on and, and that's how I started my first patient and just warmed my heart to be able to help him to just find that moment of peace to rest and give him whatever level of comfort was possible. And then my patient, my next patient that I saw, I had several patients today. So the next patient I want to talk to you about is a lady who is in her early 60s. And when I walked in, she was somewhat guarded and I introduced myself. I was positive and, but I could realize that uh, she was not really feeling too good. And my positivity was not initially resting well with her. And so I said to her, how are you doing? And she asked me the same question back, how am I doing? And I said, yes. I said, it's Sunday, happy Sunday. And then she looked at me and I said, what's going on? Tell me about what's going on for you. And she began to share with me how her situation came about, which has been going on now, going on two months from the original hospitalization, going home, going back to the hospital after a couple of days of being home, then going back to the, the hospital again, being discharged, going back. I think she went back three times to the hospital and nothing was resolved because the medicine that they gave her, she had an adverse reaction and it set her up to have this bowel, inflammatory bowel problem and subsequently more antibiotics, different antibiotics were administered to her and, and basically here she is today and her mobility is nothing close to what it was at the beginning. And she is feeling uncertain, afraid, and upset that she's laying in the bed. And apparently she had a physician say to her at some point in, in one of her hospitalizations was, I saved your life. And she said back to him, you saved my life. I didn't even know I was close to dying, you know? So basically what she had talked to me about was the fact that she really didn't know what was going on with her body. And she had all these doctors in her care. She had all these people coming in and out of her room and yet she laid in that bed 
wondering, am I gonna die since I was close to death? And what's going on, right? Am I ever gonna get better? Because she can't seem to go home and to stay home and it's affecting everything. And now this level of distress, emotional distress, feeling hopeless, feeling helpless, and having so many different people come in and out of her life, but yet she had no knowledge of what was going on to her, so going on with her. So I, I took a moment and I basically started a conversation about what antibiotics can do to the system to understand, to get a grasp of what actually happened. I, I wanted some specifics to the details of how this all began because it was definitely a uh, one issue that built upon another that built upon another and here we are treating the side effects of the treatment. And it's this roller coaster ride, and the patient's on the ride, and they don't know when they're ever gonna get off this ride. And what I was able to do for this woman in helping her to understand a process, first of all, and to help her recognize what her body's response, what had occurred, and to, to give her some semblance of of order, right? Instead of just feeling this overwhelming, I have no clue what's going on with me. I don't know my body and no one's talking to me in, in anything that I can understand. So, you know, at, at the end of our conversation, she has started crying because now I gave her something that was within her to understand that it's possible to feel in charge again, to feel hope again, which is what she said, that she felt hope and she felt that she had some clarity on why something would happen because nothing was really explained to her on this cascade of events that had happened. And if things were said, you know, when they were said, how they were said, right? The, the, at the end of the day, it's what did the patient understand? And what she said to me was, you have taken time to explain to me, to listen to me, and to share with me some real tangible information and she started to cry and just was, you know, she, she looked at me and she says, I just can't thank you enough. Because at this point, she felt like it's possible for her to resume her life at some point, that there was information that she could actually follow on and to learn more about instead of feeling lost in space and to be alone in this bed, which is other things that she would say. She goes, I'm laying in this bed thinking all kinds of things and no one is helping me. No one is telling me anything. 
and I just don't know. So this open-ended void sense, you know, produces a state of angst and distress. And I get back to the concern that I have with our system, our healthcare system, is that if we are supposed to be caring for people, how are we allowing people to lay in this place where this person in the bed is confounded, is overwhelmed, has no understanding of what's going on in their body, yet they get discharged, they get readmitted. They get discharged, they get readmitted. They get discharged, they get readmitted. And it's like, it's just checkboxes, right? Is this care? Is this the best we can do? And my gratitude to share this time, to have this time with this woman, was that it brought her hope. (laughs) It had her feeling possibilities of recovery, possibilities of actually, how do I take care of myself? That I can take care of myself. And how important is that to empower our patients to feel like they can take care of themselves. They can learn some skills, some new information, that they can take care of themselves. Instead of us assuming that people know things and just we're too busy to get things done and move on to the next, that we are missing the fact that the quality of time that we're spending with the individual to help them, to help themselves is not effective. So that was my second patient and it was very grateful to serve because she also said that she'd been praying and I became for her an answer to her prayers. That brings me joy. That brings me a level of peace where I feel in line with why I'm in this profession to serve and to care and to help people to understand the steps that they need to take charge of their health, their life, the perspective that they have. This is important and this is part of care. We are missing the mark as a system and this is why I'm sharing with you today. The final patient that I wanna share with you is about a young fella who's in his mid thirties who sustained a traumatic accident that's resulted in his loss of a limb. Um, He has an amputation. He has a spinal cord injury. So he's now paralyzed from the waist down and he's got uh, fractures in his spine. What he has upon meeting him is a, a beautiful attitude. And in greeting him and in talking to him, he said something that caught my ear, caught, caught it really quick. And he said something to the effect that he wasn't going to be able to walk again. And as he was saying that, I was watching his limbs sort of jump, you know, like spasms. 
And I asked him about that. I asked him about, were your legs always jumping like this? And he said, no, there was a point where they didn't move at all. So I know as a therapist that this is wonderful information. And he was also sharing with me about some other sensation that he had in his hip and his upper thigh that you know he couldn't tell if he was imagining it or if it was real and it turned out that it was a real sensation going on in the hip joint so all of that is very positive when it comes to the body and the reinnovation of nerves right after an injury so but going back to what he said initially was that my concern was what is his belief if he's going to say that he's not going to be able to walk again, and that is a belief that is stuck in him, then that is going to be a barrier to moving forward. So I brought back that question to say, why did you, I, I believe I heard you say, you will never walk again. And I said, why do you say that? And he proceeded to answer me because that's kind of what, um, he was told. I said, well, from what I see right here, right now, you were told this at the beginning, there was no movement whatsoever. And there's no indication of a complete severing. So the question is, do you set a limit for yourself when clearly there is some changes going on that you didn't have before? And as I had this conversation he started to cry because he said to me no one ever talked to me about this in this way and I said okay so it's very important that we take a moment to listen listen to what people are saying listen to what people believe about their situation because our words matter our attention and care matters. And what it means to the patient is to put them back in a space, in a mental space of feeling hopeful and feeling empowered, feeling that even after life has radically changed, that the possibility of moving forward, being able to move forward, to have the mental capacity to, you know, we don't have all the answers that's ahead of us, but the fact is that can we engage in a way that we feel equipped? We have hope moving. We have that, that spirit, that life force moving us when the physical body is impaired. You know, what moves us? So, you know, I, um, he was, grateful again he expressed gratitude to me and a few times during our session because I had him do different things that he hadn't done before and he felt so hopeful and I felt today like I was just this messenger of hope and it brought me added joy added joy at the end of my day and throughout my day because the meaning derived from my experiences with these patients is that we are serving people. 
We are serving human beings who are in a struggle, who are overwhelmed by their circumstances, who lay in a bed and for a 24 hour day, all kinds of thoughts come to them. And when we come and go and we're just, you know, just aloof and really not present to who we have and the impact and influence that we can have on people so that they can actually re-engage and, and feel that their life is gonna be manageable, that they can learn the tools, they can become equipped, right? Because when you drop into that space of being in a place of hope and faith and being in your heart, and learning how to trust that even though everything is different than what you knew yesterday, what you knew two months ago, because all these three people that I just talked about have been in a hospital situation now going on two months. And that's a long time to be in a hospital, to be in a hospital bed. And how many people are coming and going and how many people are taking a moment to listen to what people are, are feeling, the questions that they have, the things that they don't even know that they don't know, right? How do we help our patients to help themselves? Caring for our patients, effectively caring for our patients requires that we as healthcare providers take care of ourselves stay present to ourselves, that we're able to listen. We're able to be present for our patients. We're able to drop in and sit and share and open our hearts to care. And so I hope that this touched your heart. I hope that something that I said will have you reflect on what it means to you to care and how you feel about the way you care. And would the way that you care work for you if you were that patient in the bed? I care about you. I care about what we're doing as a system. And each of us have a responsibility to show up to the best of our ability. And we have a responsibility to look out for ourselves in this way, that we are checking in and tuning in because these situations, when we do take time to care, can trigger things in our own lives that may have been unresolved, that we suppress. So therefore, we don't even open certain conversations because it may trigger our trigger us, trigger our, you know, history and our lived experiences. So hopefully this was some food for thought, but I really felt it was important for me to share my day with you. You know, it, it was a beautiful day and, and all the patients that I served today, it was impactful and it was special. And these are three that I just highlighted for you, but it, it was really just so enriching 
and I feel blessed. I feel truly blessed. And um, because I know I made a difference today. And not for me, but for these folks who are trying to figure out what are their next steps and what can they do to step in to a whole new way of seeing their life and living their life. So thanks for taking this time to listen. And I would love to hear how you feel about this um, way of looking at caring, what your experiences are with caring. And if you're needing any support for yourself, so you can reach me on Facebook at Dr. Deb Howell. I'm on Instagram at Dose of Deborah. And you can just message me and I'll be happy to get back with you. So thanks for your time. I'm grateful for you and what you want in your health care career and what you're wanting in your life and for the lives of your patients. So blessings to you. Be well and keep safe.